Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. It used to be the only one. It isn't anymore. With Eric Chapman out of the picture and resting from his injuries, the field seems clear for the funds. However, life is never that easy, and Eric was about to make a request that none of us could have predicted. Wooden Overcoats, created by David K. Barnes. Season 4, Episode 9, The Last Nail in the Coffin, by Alex Lynch and David K. Barnes. Having sent Eric Chapman over a waterfall and cracked a few of his ribs, Rudyard was in a cheerful mood for the best part of a week. It couldn't last, however. Fun funerals stood empty and bereft of clients. Ah, plus ça change. Has anybody called? You asked me that five minutes ago. Five minutes is a long time in funerals. Has anybody called? No, Roger, no one's called. Nobody's visited, nobody wants us, nobody cares. Keep your head up, take it. Why should I? The whole village hates our guts again. Chapman won't even speak to us. He's been in hospital for a week. He probably can't say much at all. Probably wincing in pain whenever he moves. Probably can't even read a magazine without an enormous amount of discomfort. Are you finished? No, there's so much left to enjoy. Roger, when will you realise that crippling somebody everyone likes is never good for our business? Georgie! Any luck out there? I've been hustling all morning and nobody's going to ask us for a funeral, not in a million years. And there's a rumour going around that Eric is suing fun funerals. What? No, that's not fair. You nearly killed him. It totally is. But he's still got everything he'd ever need. Clients, income, glory. What could he possibly want from me? Your shoes. That's what I'd take. I could do with some new shoes. But I need them to walk. Should have thought of that before you chucked Eric over a waterfall, shouldn't you? Georgie's right. We're done for... Chapman's going to sue us and win and we're going to lose everything. Our house, our business. Our shoes. Nobody's taking anyone's shoes. Things will turn around. And if they don't, we can always skip the country. No, we can't. I really felt things were about to turn around for us. Get better. We might have been on the verge of real change. And now, thanks to you and another bloody disaster, we're back where we started. Running on the spot and getting nowhere. Antigone... What's that ringing? It's the telephone. I've forgotten what it sounded like. There! I told you work would pick up! Georgie, answer it! Why? You're near it. I can't go around answering the phone all day. People think I've got nothing to do. Oh, give it here. Hello, fun funerals. Antigone fans speak. Oh. It's you. I see. Okay. We'll be right there. He's out of hospital. He wants to see us. And he's phoned ahead to the harbour master so he can't skip the country. I agree, Madeline. Looks like we've got no choice. Remember, our best strategy is try not to look guilty. But we haven't done anything. You're the one who's guilty. If I'm going down, we're going down together. Not in your shit. Oh, morning, everyone. Miss Fun. Dr. Edgware. 
How's the patient? Is he feeling vindictive? Vengeful, even. I patched him up. There's no permanent damage, so he's come home to recuperate. But he does need a lot of rest. Of course. I must ask you to keep it brief and to do nothing to raise his blood pressure. For example, I am now pouring some of his whiskey, and he should not be told about it. Cheers. Should you be drinking during a house call? Sorry, which of us here is a qualified doctor? I mean, none of us, surely. Including you. I'm having another one. Dr. Edgware? What? Oh, yes, go on. Uh, you have some visitors to see you. Ah, uh, yes. Show them in. Enjoy yourselves. Absolutely. Oh, Morning, Antigone. Georgie. Hello, Eric. Hello, Chapman. Rudyard. Chapman. Well? We just spoke to the doctor. He sounded... positive. He says I'll be fine, so long as I stay in bed. Must be nice to put your feet up. How long will it take? A couple of months. But I should be able to move around sooner than that. You know, slowly and painfully. Must be awful for you. Yes. It is. Yes. 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 So, uh, how are you then? You mean besides the obvious? Falling down a waterfall? Breaking some ribs? Urgent medical treatment? Besides all that, yes. How are you? How do you think I am, Rudyard? It was more of a rhetorical question, to be honest. Well, let me tell you. I meant to avoid anything that might cause me stress and anxiety. Like calling your solicitor? Very wise. Richard. In fact, you'd best avoid any big or potentially rash decisions about anything at all, ever again. This is so much more embarrassing than I thought it would be. Actually, it's funny you should say that, Rudyard, because I have been making a fairly big and potentially rash decision, and that's why I've called you all here. Oh, dear. As you'll appreciate, recent events, coupled with my present well-being... <laughs> have left me in a difficult position. Here it comes. I can't run my business, and the financial implications of that could be somewhat detrimental, to say the least. Stick on, Madeline. And so, while I really hate to do this, and I cannot stress that enough, uh-huh. it's a case of needs must when the devil drives, and so the only option I have left open to me is... I to- can't stand the suspense. Please don't sue us. They can barely afford to pay me these. Hey. What do you want? How much? When's the court date? Who's your lawyer? How small a bribe are they open to? Put us out of our misery, man. Please! I'm not going to sue you. You're not? No! What could I sue you for? You don't have anything. Mind you, I would like a new pair of shoes. Buy your own, Eric. I'm going to. Because even though I'm incapacitated, Chapman's will remain open for business, putting the fun in funerals as it always does. How? Simple. You're going to run it for me. What? You didn't really say that, did you? I'm nearly as surprised as you are, but yes, yes, I did. You want to let him run riot in your funeral home? Don't you understand the damage he could do? It's considerable. I'm not wild about it, but I've got a funeral coming up and I'm not prepared to let my clients down. This funeral needs to happen, and it needs to happen without a hitch. And if we do it for you? Then I will consider this whole putting-me-in-hospital episode behind us. There. What do you say? I say it's a trap. A Chapman trap. A trapman. You must admit you have deceived us in the past. You're the only other funeral home on the island. Who else can I turn to? I've planned out the service already, so you only have to follow the instructions. 
And so long as you're careful, you have carte blanche to use my equipment and resources. Even the automatic embalmer's friend 3,000? I have an automatic embalmer's friend 8,000. <gasps> Roger, we have to. I suppose we could steal his office supplies without him being any the wiser. I mean, you've just told me. You know what? Doesn't matter. The point is, there are no traps, no hidden agendas. All I'm asking you to do is a funeral. So, what's it going to be? Antigone? Rudyard? All right, Chapman. We agree to your terms. One funeral. Game on. In that case... It only remains for me to say, uh, welcome to my workshop. (gasps) (gasps) Leaving Eric behind, we entered a gleaming white room filled with the latest in funereal technology. It was clean and uncluttered and somehow uplifting. One felt that embalming a corpse or two would be a pleasure, nay, a privilege. It was so beautiful, I could have wept. This is mental. Never seen anything like it. We did once break into Chapman's laboratory in the cellar. I thought that was impressive, but this... It's like comparing a pile of Lego bricks to Versailles. We mustn't be overwhelmed by glitz and baubles. But look! The embalmer's friend 8000! At the touch of a button, we can extract every drop of fluid from every corpse within a 30-mile radius. Why would we want to do that? Anger depressing! No! But I feel like a child in a sweet shop where everyone's perished. Yeah, come on, sir. He's even got a state-of-the-art coffee maker. I prefer our own state-of-the-art coffee maker. You mean me? Exactly. The personal touch. What we should do is... Watch out, Richard! This urn has not yet been occupied. Did that urn speak to us? Hands out of the cookie jar, Richard. Hello there. Can you see me? I can see you. Oh, you're joking. Ignore it. It's just a computer. He's got loads of them. No, it's the real me. I'm speaking to you on the interface. I see you're admiring my electronic urns. When you open them, they play a personalised message. Could be a nice little... urner. Uh, are you dosed up on painkillers? Up to the eyeballs, yes. Chapman, there's no need for you to check up on us. Oh, it's no trouble. Thanks to this system, I can tune in whenever I like to lend you a verbal helping hand. God, what a freak. Agreed. What was that? Nothing. Let's talk fundamentals, Chapman. If we're getting the body in the coffin in the uh, ground... Uh, uh, if we're going to put the fun in funerals... We ought to know whose it is. It's for Jerry. Jerry? But he's been dead for years. No, I mean Jerry. Bill and Tanya's dog. Oh, no. Timmy used to play with him. That's very sad. The whole village liked that dog. So we've got to get this right. And we will. So long as you stop interrupting us. Have you read the instructions yet? I don't need them. I'm a professional, for God's sake. Oh, shut up, Rudyard. Here we are. Uh, a portrait painter, an orchestra, a choir of singing dogs. Wait, you want a special guest appearance from... George Takei, yes, he's a big fan of mine. Shouldn't be too hard to... Oh, wait, I've got an incoming call. Oh, it's Bill and Tanya. Then don't let us keep you. 
I'm sure you'll want to chat. Actually, they're in the foyer. I'd see them if I were you, so you can tell them what we've got planned. Fine, I'll go to the foyer. But, on one condition. And what's that? Doors opening. <laughs> I always wanted to take a proper ride in that. Rodyard? Ah, yes, Bill, Tanya, hello, and welcome to Chapman's. Wait, what are you doing here? Today, Bill, I'm preparing your beloved dog, Jerry. What? But, but, no. We booked a Chapman's funeral. That's exactly what you're getting. All the fripperies you'd associate with him done that little bit better than usual. And well imagined. <coughs> there. You can thank me later. Let's talk about coffins. No, no, there must be some mistake. Bill, do something! Uh, Where's Eric? He's off sick, I'm afraid, so while he recovers, I'm in charge. After all, as they say, the show must go on, yes? I want a refund! Darling, let's not be hasty. No, no, I'm not having this, it's appalling. Bill, be angry. It's not personal, Rudyard, it's just... We had our hearts set on a Chapman's funeral for... For our Jerry... Well, you can take this or leave it. Right. We're leaving. And we're marching straight across the square to get our funeral done at... 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 No, uh, no, no, that... that doesn't... that doesn't work. Um, let me think. Uh, there's... so there's Chapman's, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, fun funerals, uh, except... except, well, Rud... Rudyard's here, and... Oh, Bill! It's like we're back in the dark age when there was only one funeral home in the whole village. They were terrible days. How did we survive? Could you pull yourselves together and let me give your dog a funeral? But, but, but Mummy promised her little Jerry that he'd get the best send-off in piffling history. You talk to your dog about his funeral. Uh, dog loved to be prepared. Now look here. I'm not Eric Chapman. I don't have smart gadgets or fancy suits or a legion of celebrity guests, but I'll tell you what I do have. The craft. Years of experience and a hunger for the work. I'm not popular, but I can still do the job, and your Jerry will get the very best service he deserves. That I promise you. Have it your way. But if you ruin this funeral, then I swear that Bill will take his revenge. Yep. Your threats are unnecessary. I suggest you leave this to us, and in the meantime... Enjoy yourselves! Oh, no. No, that... That doesn't suit you at all. It's weird and sinister. Noted. Now, excuse me, I've got work to do. Doors opening. It's a really nice lift. The next day, we began our work in earnest, guided by the principle, what would Chapman do? Given that the answer to that was always win, we didn't see how we could lose. And yet... I've been on the line for 40 minutes. All I want is to hire a dozen of your singing dogs for a funeral. Don't? And who am I talking to? Dogs for the blind? Do any of them sing? Hello? Hello? The trouble with these modern phones is you can't slam them when you hang up. Technically you can't. Oh. In that case... (coughs) I've broken it. Well, yeah. What did you expect? That's cause and effect. (sighs) Don't worry. It's got a spare look. I'm more concerned with this coffin. 
And you said it had to be made for a dog. I didn't know it had to be shaped like one, too. Doesn't have to be perfect. Just make it to scale and let the ears poke out or something. Okay, here it goes. How's Antigone getting on? Antigone! Keep down, monitor, to avoid an increase or decrease in pressure beyond optimum limits. Antigone, what's... Shh, not now. This will cause complete system failure unless the first and seventh channels are primed, the fifth is green, and the polarity of the neutron flow is presently reversed. Oh, it's hopeless. Why did it have to be so complicated? The embalmer's friend, 8000. Yes! Look at this manual. It's got 400 pages and none of them make sense. Use only in a well-ventilated area within a tightly enclosed space. Go on, then. Enclose it. I'm trying, but my arms won't stretch around that far. Georgie can help when she's done the coffin. Have a go at the scented candles. I've done them. They're awful. What do they smell of? Wet dog. Perfect. It's what they asked for. I'll cross it off the list. Ah, Rudyard, just the chap I wanted to see. What can we do for you, Reverend? Uh, it won't be long. I just popped over to see a copy of the eulogy. The eulogy? Yes, for Jerry's funeral. A first draft will do. Actually, we were thinking you could write it. What? Why would you think that? Because you're the Reverend. Uh, but Eric usually writes them for me. Surely he told you. Yes, but my sister's preparing the body, Georgie's on the coffin, and I'm organising the rest of it. What about the mouse? She says she didn't know Jerry well enough. But heaven's above, man! What do I say? I'm not a dog! I, I have no frame of reverence! Look, there's an office next door. Sit down, have a cup of tea, and you'll be writing in no time. I have complete faith. Well, that makes one of us. That's it. Go away and pour your heart out. I could repeat one of my older eulogies and cross the names out. Uh, Jerry was a loving uncle, etc. No, something new. But writing hard! Okay, what next? Ahoy there, fans. Uh. Dropping in to say hello. Are we getting to grips with the tech, Antigone? It basically runs itself. Yes, yes, it's fine. All systems go. You haven't switched it on. I'm building up to it. Like this. You'll get the hang of it. Though, mind you, don't press that switch again or you'll kill us all. I'm not joking. Oh, no. And Georgie, do we have a coffin yet? Yes, Eric. Nearly done. At all? Uh, hmm. What? You're using oak. You see, mahogany is so much nicer, and it's far more durable. Or walnut. It's a little more expensive, but you can't put a price on a loved one. So, what are you suggesting? Well, I'm not saying start again, but... Start again. You said it, not me. And clamp a straight edge guide while you're at it. Could somebody clamp the patient, please? Telephone! Wait, no! I'll get it. Antigone, why don't you try and shut him up? Me? What can I do? Drug his fruit bowl. Beat him to death. I don't know. Use your imagination. Hello? Is that the painter? Yes, I've received your portrait of Jerry. It's very accurate, but we were hoping you'd do one of him living instead of his corpse. Yes? Well, it shouldn't cost extra. Oh, uh, Doctor? Miss Lunn, I'm just checking in on the patient. His stress levels seem to be rising. He's not working, is he? Not officially, no. Ah. Could you keep him sedated? If it's unethical, I can do it myself. Oh, thank you, no. I've given him something already. Antigone. Should I speak to him? Mm, Go ahead. As for me, I've got... Ooh, ten minutes till my next appointment, so I might stay for a nap. There's nowhere to sleep. Oh, this rug will do nicely. Uh, uh, don't mind me. Uh, you carry on. 
Chapman. Is that you, Antigone? Yes. The doctor says you should rest. I will, I will. I just wanted to, uh, say things. Say things? Sort of making sure things were okay between us. You mean fun funerals? I meant you, really. Me? After everything that's happened, there's, like, no questions about stuff. I thought spies never revealed their secrets. An ex-spy might. Why funeral directing? Hmm? You weren't an undertaker before you came here. No. So why start here on Piffling? It's a somewhat strange career to go into suddenly. Well, my uncle ran a funeral home, you see... One year, he got stiffed. He got what? Stiffed. The Society to Independent... Funeral firm directors, yes, of course. You mean they held their conference at your uncle's business? The creme de la creme of undertakers. A big honour. I was there to cheer him on. The thing is, he passed out drunk before the speech, so I made one up instead. Which went down as the best one of all time, naturally. Yeah. And when I had to move here, I thought, you know... Why not? No, Chapman. You don't begin a whole new profession just because you managed to improvise a decent speech. You're too invested in this, too driven. Yes. You're keeping something back? Yes. Why? Because I wasn't always proud of my actions and you're you're too important to me. I don't want you to hate me, Antigone. Chapman? What are you talking about? You promised to explain. Oh, come on, wake up, Eric. Always has to be cryptic. Mr. I wake up one day and decide to be brilliant at something I've never done before. You know how annoying that is. Now, I'm important to him. Typical. Hello, Madeline. Just failing to get some answers. His identity bracelet. I'd forgotten about that. Took us a whole night in a cemetery to find it. Yes, he's wearing it. Why? Okay, if you say so, but I don't see what you... I'm reading it, but this doesn't make any sense. Sir, Bill's on the phone again. It's about the caterers. What about them? He says we can't book with Brannigan's buffets because of an ongoing dispute between his family and theirs. So what do we do? I'd say we leave their voice to work it out. I mean, it's about the caterers. Who do we book now? Roger, Georgie, you'll never guess what. Antigone, whatever it is, it can wait. Why, what's happening? The painter's pulled out. We can't book a buffet. And the piffling philharmonics don't work Tuesdays. Georgie's tried to build that coffin five times already, and it still doesn't look anything like a dog. And Chapman's celebrity friend is holding out for a five-star hotel. Piffling doesn't have any... That's what I said. Roger, Roger! Very busy, Reverend. Uh, but the speech... I, I, I can't do it, I tell you. How far have you got? Uh, well, <clears throat> Jerry was a dog. 
That's it. That's all I've got. But you're an excellent writer, and you've always written the eulogies for all our funerals. I don't have to try when I'm doing those, but this is for Eric. It's got to be good. <laughs> Sir? Great news. We've got the singing dogs for the choir. Finally! When can we have them? Oh, they're here already. No, don't let them in. What are you doing? Get off! Don't touch me! What's that dog just ate my eulogy? Georgie, get rid of the dogs. They're not even singing. Well, yeah, you haven't shown them the lyrics yet. Oh, for... Wait, what's that? The embalmer's friend 8000 has been switched on. Roger, what have you done? You were taking too long, so I tried to get it started myself. And then I got distracted. You weren't monitoring the dial. The pressure's too low or too high. What does that mean? Everyone get down! We all dove for cover, including the dogs. And then... Oh, well, that wasn't so bad. The pipes burst, shooting out jets of unsavoury fluids. Suddenly the whole machine cracked asunder. And the dogs were carried off on the wave. Georgie, did we pay a deposit on those dogs? Yeah. Oh, God, no. Don't let go any of you. They can't last for much longer. Right. Well, I'll come back in half an hour and we'll take another look at the eulogy. Bye for now. Watch where you step in. Rudyard, what do we do? I don't know. Hello, everyone. Oh, I heard a bit of noise. Everything okay? (sighs) Oh, Georgie, you're so very nearly there with that coffin. Another once or twice, and I'm sure you'll get it right. With milk. Okay. Following a fruitless attempt to clean up, we glumly sat down with our cups and thimble of decaffeinated coffee and wondered how our lives had come to this. I don't like to say it, but on a scale of one to ten of catastrophes, this was definitely a nine. Why not ten? None of us died. So, you know, that's a win. Matter of opinion. We had Chapman's resources, his tricks, his equipment, access to all of this. We still failed. What does that say about us? We can't give up. I'm not giving up, just facing facts. Oh, what did you want to tell us before the apocalypse? Hardly matters now. Chapman's identity bracelet, the one he made us look for, doesn't have his name on it. It doesn't? No. Oh, so whose name is on it? Critchley. Critchley? Hmm, B. Critchley. Right. Who the hell is B. Critchley? He is, I suppose. Unless he's got the wrong bracelet. He was a spy. Could be a code name. Anything else on it? Some numbers, blood group. It's more like a tag than a bracelet. I doubt it matters, really. No, I doubt it does. Whatever his name, he's beaten us. will never be better than Eric Chapman.
I mean, do we want to be better than Eric? Yes. yes. Okay, sure. We need to make a living. We need to be good at what we do. But that doesn't mean doing it like Eric. We've spent so much time comparing ourselves to him when we could have been, well, doing our own thing. Getting better at what we do. Oh, easier said than done, isn't it? We've tried before. Mm, mind you, we didn't do badly at that pirate parade until the riot. Exactly. We did okay there for a while, and before that, when Madeline won us some good publicity... We were on the verge of real change. That's what you said, Antigone. And then... And then I got in the way. It's the truth, isn't it? Antigone. I don't want to say yes, but I'm not going to say no. We can't beat ourselves up. Let's face it. We weren't cut out to do a Chapman kind of funeral. No. But maybe we don't have to. Rudyard, what do you mean? There's still one thing we can do, better than anyone else. And if we start now, we might be ready in time. Many hours passed. When Eric Chapman next stirred from his slumber, head swirling from sedatives and painkillers, it was a brand new day. The sun was up. The birds were singing, and all was at peace. Ah, you are awake. How are you feeling? Henry, what time is it? Uh, coming up to midday. You've been out for quite a while. Mind you, I only woke up five minutes ago myself. That is a really comfortable rug. I could have sworn I woke up earlier. Some sort of noise, a crash, maybe even an explosion. Ah, yes. I think we should give you a sedative now. Why? What's happened? Where are the funds? These are all questions best answered once you're safely unconscious. Oh, God! No, 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 no. no. Eric, Eric, you shouldn't be out of bed. Ow! 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 Uh... Oh, no. What have they done? My equipment, my my furniture, my coffee machine. They were here for a day, one day. Look at it. Oh, calm yourself. Only needs a spring clean, a lick of paint. Once you've uh, scraped all the ooze off the walls here. Off the wall. Huh. I'm stuck to the wall. Wait a minute. The funds. If it's nearly midday, that means the funeral's about to begin. It'll be a disaster! Eric, wait. Come back. No! Ugh. I've got to get to that funeral before it's too late! Eric raced from the funeral home and hobbled painfully but quickly through the streets of Piffling Vale, his dressing gown flapping with vigour. His lungs aching for breath, his limbs trembling with the effort, Eric tumbled into the cemetery at a quarter past twelve to discover... It's all... fine. Ah, there you are, Eric. Nigel, what's going on? Nothing's on fire, nobody's fighting. They're just... mourning. Yes, novel, isn't it? I was sceptical when the fun suggested this, but it seems to have worked a treat. But where's the dog choir or, or the orchestra? The portraits, the fireworks, 
The dog treat fountain. We didn't have them. What? Why not? We just did the service, really. Kept it basic. I even wrote my own eulogy. I realised I was overthinking it and simply wrote from the heart. Jerry was a good dog. Yeah. But, but, but this isn't what we planned at all. Eric, afternoon. Afternoon, Eric. Bill, Tanya, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm so sorry. Why? Well, you look devastated. Of course we do. It's a funeral. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It was? What about all the extras you wanted? That was your stroke of genius, Eric. You knew that we didn't want that. Not really. You made it simple and traditional. All we needed was to say goodbye. At at moments like this, you realise all that matters is being there. Jerry's at peace now. And so are we. Well, I'm... I'm glad. Bill, shall we go home? Yeah. Come away, Tanya. So, the funds knew what they were doing after all. Yes. Rudyard was telling me about this theory of his. You get the body in the coffin, in the ground, on time. Then you just stand aside and let people mourn. Quite effective. I guess it is. I mean, I'm not sure I'd want them all to be like this, but it's nice to shake things up occasionally. I should congratulate them. Where are the funds? They're behind you. Hello, Chapman. Ah! Chapman. Hey, Eric. Shouldn't you be in bed? I should, yes. But, uh... I'll leave you all to it. You must have lots to discuss. Fabulous teamwork on this one, by the way. I'd have liked a mariachi band, but uh, it was still a top ten. Thank you, (laughs) Reverend Chapman. You may have noticed that we deviated slightly from your instructions. We did pull together a buffet, but it didn't have a theme. Just crisps, really. Did you even manage to get hold of George Takei? Oh, yes, but it turned out he had nothing to do. Rudyard, are you absolutely sure you won't need me? No, no, George, you can go now. Take some crisps if you like. Oh, thank you. I will. In the end, Chapman, we couldn't be you, so instead we tried to be us. All still in your name, as agreed. And the fee will go straight to you. It won't quite cover the damages in your workshop, but I'm willing to overlook that if you are. Very gracious of you, Rajat. So does that mean we're even, then? Yeah. You did me a funeral, and I've learnt a lot from it. Enjoy yourselves, all. You deserve it. Ah. That's the first sensible thing he's ever said. Yeah. We should celebrate. Turns out every funeral doesn't have to end in violent bloodshed, after all. Eh, sir? Once you put some effort into them, no. We may have shot for the moon and failed to reach it. But in the end, at last, we did it our way. The best way. (sighs) Felt good, didn't it? Yes. Perhaps we put less pressure on ourselves. Because it wasn't one of ours, you mean? Hmm. We were doing the job for the sake of doing it well. That's true. Then the pressure's back on now. We've got a new high standard to maintain. I hope we're up to it.
Thank you, madam. I'm quietly confident, too. And so the four of us left the churchyard together, with high hopes of achievements to come. As we left, I saw Eric out of the corner of my eye. He was deep in conversation with Ms. Adayinka, his former colleague. It was only later that I discovered what was said. Eric? You get around for a man with broken ribs? You never forget your training. Make your pain work for you to focus thought and action. Never give in to it. You're in agony, though, yeah? Oh, God, it hurts. Yeah. Well, old friend, I'm afraid I'll be leaving you soon. While you've been in bed, I've almost completed my mission. Not long now. Why don't you come with me? They'd love to have you back at the firm. I've told you before, I can't. Yes, you can. You always could. Brett Critchley. What about him? We spoke to his family. Even they want you back. You weren't to blame for... You know what? Come home, Eric. We need you. Well, Piffling certainly doesn't. Okay. When do we leave? The Last Nail in the Coffin was written by Alex Lynch and David K. Barnes. It was performed by Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, Kira Baxendale as Georgie, Andy Seacombe as Reverend Wavering, Pip Gladwin as Bill, Emily Stride as Tanya, David K. Barnes as Dr. Edgware, Amy Roxon as Zoe Adyinka, and Belinda Lang as Madeline, with mouse squeaking from Holly Campbell. The production manager was Elizabeth Campbell, and the music was composed by James Whittle. The programme was recorded at the Octagon, Brixton, and was directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield. The crisps look very tasty. Oh my, yum yum. Hello, Andy Goddard here, one of the producers of Wooden Overcoats, and that was George Decay. Amazingly. Thank you so much, George, for coming and doing our show. We're so grateful, and we still can't quite believe we got you to do this. Oh my. Right, so... Very quickly, uh, before I let you go, there's two things. One, we have another two live shows left uh, in this series of live shows. The next one is this coming Sunday at King's Place. That is going to be the 27th of March, and then another on the 3rd of April. These are your last chances to see it live while we're in season, potentially ever again. You can find all that at woodenovercoats.com slash listings. And remember, for this series, you can come in person to King's Place as well as watch it wherever you are in the world, on the internet, on the live stream. So uh, do make sure you book tickets while you have the chance. Now, before I let you go properly, we have something to show you. This is uh, something that was sent by our friends over at Star Tripper, which is a wonderful podcast by a lot of good friends of ours. And yeah, they sent us over some audio feed to listen to to see if you want to check it out for yourself. 
Hello, travelers. Are you looking for an escape from the terrifying monotony of your day-to-day? <laughs> Morning commute and cubicle life not cutting it for you? <laughs> oh, I just ate two guys! <laughs> well, have I got a show for you! I'm Festin Pixis, former intergalactic file clerk and current, uh, space captain, I guess. I was trapped forever in my dead-end job, but all that changed when I sold all my stuff, bought myself a spaceship, a total classic, and set out for the stars. And now I'm on a search for the coolest, funnest, zowiest experiences the galaxy has to offer. And I'm recording it all in a little travel podcast I call Star Tripper. Now, granted, sometimes I get myself in a bit over my head. Bring out the guest of honor. Come on! Luckily, I've got an amazing crew to have my back. Together, we've seen and done some incredible things, like chasing a local interdimensional cryptid. Oh! Hard to port! Starboard! Protecting important businessy types from corporate espionage. Pretty sure Devara's cyber brain is being hacked. Hacked? How sure? Saving Arbor Day for an entire space station. Please welcome Apple Johnny, who is by no means an ecological terrorist, not even technically. Traversing the eerie dunes of the package dimension. If you're listening to this, then either it means I made it out, or my spirit made it back to my insurance clone. And throwing down on the galaxy's biggest stage. textbook version. It's not always life or death, though. Sometimes it's just about finding connections with people. What's your name again, little green pal? I am Bondi, sir. Just Bondi. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just a little nervous. You're actually my first case, so we'll be in for an exciting day. Bless the stars. I can't believe you're a real person. Wow, you're really great at this. Do you get that a lot? What do you mean? Nothing since we met has been what we expected. Yeah, just like I was hoping for. So come along with us for action, danger, laughs, and a bit of tenderness, too. Wow, felt weirdly emotional all of a sudden. I'm good. Fasten, you you good? Oh, yeah. Amazing. We never know what we might find or what might find us. But one thing's for certain, you won't want to miss a single stop along the way. Seasons 1 and 2 are available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Or find out more at our website, StarTripperHQ.com. Thanks for flying with us, and we'll see you among the stars next time on Star Tripper!